Uh, we'll we'll do your, like our intro our intro later unless like a theme song. Well, we we could we could get there you is to a theme song. yeah there is it's like it's an old time you don't theme sing it. no we don't sing it but we could get you to contribute to the opening so our podcast is called um, exposing ourselves All get right. it okay yep so <laughs> so at the start of every episode we say you know hi this is Rod this is Jody and we're exposing ourselves and then Rod got into this habit of having a little pause and then he'll say. In a, in, in a in your I mean, parents like bedroom Jody made like thing. he watched too much Fraser Crane and think he's a therapist no that's what this reminds me oh of. <laughs> hello I'm Fraser Crane and I'm listening <laughs> that's <laughs> in Seattle you know that's what it reminds me of. oh okay that's interesting it is a kind yeah. of therapy this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So it's really like self indulgent. Does this talk about Prozac? <laughs> I can. I can I make it. Waiting. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I am waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, you got questions. I got questions. Got questions. Oh, I can tell this is going to be a good one. Okay. So, hello and welcome back to exposing ourselves. Um, with Rod Penn and Jody Mann. And today we've got a special guest with us, our, our favourite, favourite Edinburgh stylist who we worked Should on. Should I say Scotland? Or should I just <laughs> localised it to Edinburgh? There? That's where you live, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, Dick. I said Scotland. <laughs> favourite. Straight one. <laughs> our favourite stylist in this room. <laughs> In this room. Oh wow! This whole room. really, really fresh bold it there, haven't we? <laughs> Our favourite stylist called Ian. Straight e- to. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing well so far, guys. Okay, yeah. Favourite stylist Ian Todd, uh, who we've worked with on pretty much all of all of our shoots that have required. A stylist. When was our first shoot, Jordi? Our first shoot? Uh, oh my God. That's a very good question. Was it not one with Sarah? Yeah, that sounds right. Because she was all about the emails. Yeah. Yes, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Which You have to give more context because... For people listening... Sarah was a, me, is a really was lovely... <laughs> she's a really lovely makeup artist. But when you send emails to someone dyslexic like I am... I just need one. <laughs> Sarah, it was like war and peace. It was one after the other after the other. And I'm, I don't need that. I don't need to know the temperature of the studio. I don't need to know the wall colour of the studio. I don't know how need to know how thick the toilet paper is in the studio. I, I just do. need to know the time, the day, the model, the size. Done. <laughs> There's a tip out there for all of you mm-hmm. organising yeah. the shoot. I never get a job again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's definitely something that we're going to mm-hmm. go into is um, what uh, what sort of what's the what's the number one thing that turns you off about working with certain people? But we'll get into that in a minute. Breath. Uh, oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm just freestyling now. <laughs> Simply breath. <laughs> If, if you can pass that test, then we'll work with you. <laughs> that's that's tip number one, then, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent. All right. Well, um, for those who don't know much about styling or what it takes to be a stylist, or, uh, or what what, is a stylist? what the hell is a stylist? Yeah. Uh, my words of encouragement are: don't do it. I uh, you don't like it. You're not going to be good at it. Stop it. No. Uh... <laughs> no. Oh God. Well. 
styling. I think there's loads of different, I think, and I'm doing a finger thing there, um, for styling. I think I have a different look on styling compared to maybe other stylists, but it's hard to know what other stylists are like because with photographers, you might work underneath another photographer even though you are a photographer or makeup artist might work as a team we're stylists it's very rare that you work in it's very um solo it's a solo act you're i think lo- you're a lone wolf yes yes um but um, or a leper or a leper <laughs> you are always kind of stationed quite far away from everyone yeah yeah i don't You've like got your own people bit. uh <laughs> no i do just for um for people kind of who maybe don't know much about fashion and uh, what what would be the difference between say a fashion designer and a fashion stylist? A designer is um, someone that has their own brand. So um, if you're looking from men to women to couples to families that all have their own collection, whether it be they only design jeans, whether they only design hats, to they only they design everything from uh, watches to perfume to whole collections that's a designer they you know produce a new collection every season or sometimes more than that um whereas a stylist a stylist some people are stylist stroke designers some people are stylist stroke makeup artists some people are stylist stroke uh plate spinners uh trampolinists uh makeup artists hairdressers everything really (laughs) really um whereas i'm just a stylist and i think my job what i see as a stylist is i either get involved with a designer to help them in their photo shoots um or in their shows uh that can also be in the sense of a stylist can be booked by boutiques to help in shows and advertising stuff for them it can also be styling can also encompass wardrobe so it might not necessarily be very fashion orientated it might just be trying to tell a story um and a look so for example there might be a shoot where they're like we're only shooting green we just need green it hasn't to look two things uh to um modern i can't look too dated da, 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 da. all these different factors so it's not necessarily about this is the most coolest outfit in the world this is really high fashion da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. that's not that's some stylists that's all they do they do very high-end stuff um doesn't matter the price tag doesn't matter the location everything's there you know i think if for example on vogue shoots and you know these really high-end magazines there'll be one main stylist and there'll be like a team of other stylists working underneath them so that probably one main stylist just sits in a lovely chair and just says yes no yes no um whereas all the other stylists are kind of like run around and do the majority of stuff but I think that's usually you've worked your way up to get to that level um other stylists do more wardrobe stuff where it's slightly different than costume because I think costume designers are completely different there they can you can be a costume designer who just designs things or you can be a costume designer who makes things or you can be both um I know a lot of costume design because that's my background that's what I studied um but I think where I do wardrobe for maybe like commercial shoots, it's it's more of a stylist wardrobe thing. So it's dressing the models or the actors or the uh, the cast in a look that the client wants to either sell a product or 
um, sell an idea, sell a dream, um, <laughs> whether it be a wedding shoot, a jewellery shoot, a hair shoot, um, a mobile phone, headphones, you name it. Mm. It's, you know, in a year you do lots of different things when it comes to silence. So it could be anything from makeup shoots to hair shoots to, you know, just something like... I remember what doing one wardrobe shoot where it was like medication to help stop constipation. So that was that was how brown is a sad colour. <laughs> so brown is like brown. They'll be wearing browns when they're constipated, but they can wear happier colours. Oh wow! They actually had them wearing brown. Well, they wanted to, and I said that's not a good idea. No. And they went really, and I went yeah, <laughs> no. Well, they should be wearing brown after they've taken the relieved. Yeah. <laughs> so relieved. And uh, just sometimes with, I think they have these ideas and then you're like, mm, that's just not going to work mm. out in the slightest. I guess, but that's why they bring you yeah, in. To, to steer well, them in the right direction. Sometimes, hopefully. but then they've already come up with their idea mm. and then you still have to fulfil it yeah. and then bring a bit extra just to say... The idea's not going to work. Mm. But you can't really say that to them in an email or mm. a phone call yeah. because I think there's these people that maybe sit behind a desk thinking, I've come up with a brainwave, the client mm. loves it. And it's only when you get there on a shoot that it's like, yeah, yeah. maybe. Some, sometimes you have to put their idea in front of them for them to realise whether it's, yeah, whether it's right or not. Because mm-hmm. like, when you explain it to people... You know, if they're very set on their idea, they can be like, no, look, we're going this direction. At the end of the day, I have the final say kind of thing. And then it's like, okay, I'll do it. And you'll see why it's wrong. And then you do it and they see it and they go, okay, so what do you think? And then you're like, right, here we go. Let's 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 do this properly now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I think it was like they wanted dark colours, like dark greens and dark browns for when they were constipated and then lighter colours when they were happy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've still got pictures of that. Oh, somewhere. I'll need to see that. But like, we, we, you work on a lot of commercial shoots. We've we've seen you at work, um, and like we've seen how creative you are. So you can like suddenly transform an outfit by like turning bits around and and mm-hmm. adding other bits, and like we just blow us away with with how you can create something like really quickly. Uh, is that do you, has that come to you naturally? Is that a natural talent or is that something you've had to work I don't think it's something you really get taught. I think mm. taste is something mm. you have. And I think I can look back and go, my taste has changed from then. I would mm-hmm. have done that differently now. But then experience and artisticness is something, experience you learn and you gain. Um, taste adapts and changes and... Uh, the artistic side is something that's constantly evolving, but I've always had because I've always been very arty. So the the tweaking of things, that feels very natural to me. It's like, you know, sketching or drawing. It's yeah. always like a piece of clothing becomes malleable and it becomes like clay or something that I can change instead of looking at it as a piece of clothing. And, and sometimes I look back and go, I wish I'd done that, I wish I'd done that. But that's only you know, you, um, what's that word? Uh, not here. Is it hearsay? 
no, what's that? Hindsight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I say was a really bad band. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but uh, hindsight is like that you look back with hindsight going, oh, if I'd done this and done that. Mm-hmm. But that's just the way it is, yeah. you know. But um, yeah, no, what I think is a lot of it's just experience mm-hmm. and then not necessarily. I, had a, I did work underneath someone um, for a while when I first started who was amazing and really respect her and she was great and I learned a lot in the sense of how quick you have to be which I was pretty much there anyway um and how you just had to work but I think my work uh style is very or worth ethic is very you gotta get it done be there early work till the end until it's done and that's pretty much how I do most things it's like don't stop till it's done yeah do you uh just to relate it to photography like there are different paths into professional photography like one is going to to art school studying photography or going to college mm-hmm. studying photography. Uh, and another is kind of being self-taught but also assisting. Would you say that, you know, if someone wanted to become a stylist, would they be better to follow the kind of art school route or assist a, a stylist? Or do you think there are advantages, disadvantages? I only know what I did. Mm. I can't speak for anyone else because I think... I don't actually know. I know other people's stylists as in names, but I don't necessarily know what they're... I can see their finished product, but I don't know how they get there or how they got to that process. And I look at it and go, either I go, I love it or I dislike it or I'm go, I'm jealous because that actually is really clever how they've done that. But I don't know how they got to that process and I don't know whether they decided one day they decided that they wanted to be a stylist or that they had studied fashion or they've always liked clothes or it was a hobby or they're an influence I can't Mm. say that word because it makes me vomit in my mouth um (laughs) there we go up chuck again and um I just I went down I always say my my route is very like the tortoise and the hare I do it slowly and surely and I'll get there uh I'm not gonna run and try and be over there because that's going to stress me out and I have to make sure that I do it my way and keep true to me so I'd rather get there with being doing a good job and doing good job after good job after good job and getting uh, my name out there and my reputation out there instead of going I just did this Mm. and that'll get me there or if I meet this person mm. that and maybe that's how you play the game it's not how I play the game mm. I can't do that kind of styling by numbers if mm. I go to this party or if I meet mm. this person or do all this stuff for free and I've done my free stuff I'm far too old to be doing loads of stuff for free um I I still like doing the test shoot and being creative but you get to a certain age where you're like you got bills to pay mm-hmm. and um you have to kind of have to prioritise what you do for the creativeness, going, that's fun, feeling really creative, let's do something, and also that thing of going, but you have to make sure that you've got the pennies coming in and the money coming in, the paid jobs coming in. Mm-hmm. And I think, probably got off a tangent there, but uh, the, the, the kind of way that other stylists do, I'm not entirely sure how they do it or how they went around uh, making it work for them if they uh, uh, studied underneath someone or went to college because I know there's a lot of uh, unis down south that do 
courses or you can go and learn how to style or things like that. And I find that, I don't know if I... I don't know if that's like, if you're teaching four or five or ten people in a class, are you teaching them the way you style? Mm, yeah. Because mm. I think maybe as a makeup artist, you might teach them how you do your makeup mm-hmm. and then they have to find their own skill mm-hmm. to do it. Because it's like great to learn all the bits that a, a, t- a tutor can tell you, but you've got to be good enough that you can take what they do and then make it even better. And I think that's something you may only learn when you're older. I think sometimes if you're too young, you try and keep your tutors happy at uni and going, if I do this, I do this. Mm-hmm. Or you're at the other kind of process where you're very clever and you know how to really get the best grades and best marks by actually, if I do this, do that, do that, done. That's me yeah. getting an A, that's me getting a 1-1, one, one, whatever, yeah. at first. Um, with me it was it's never been like that it's just just kind of follow my it's like tunnel road. vision yeah i kind of go i can only this is what i'm good at and mm-hmm. it feels natural i'm just going to follow that mm-hmm. road whether it goes in a straight line or round up and down a corner mm-hmm. over a hill it's just it's difficult to say though but i i wouldn't poo-poo any ideas if someone wants to go and learn styling good go for it if someone wants to go mm-hmm. to college and do fashion then come out and do styling that might work for them if they want to go and work underneath a stylist by all means do it i think if they're really hungry to do it they'll mm-hmm. find a way of doing it yeah mm-hmm. i think that's something that we've always believed isn't it you know everyone's everyone's got their own journey and their own pathway mm-hmm. with these things and it's really important that you find your own and don't mm-hmm. sort of look at everyone else's and try and pick and choose okay they've been successful their background was in was in this i should do that too if i want to get there it's not always the case and i think a lot of it is just being able to take initiative um, like you've obviously done that really well in that you've taken bits and pieces from what you've learned all over the place be it your own kind of learning or be it from someone else or from your um your educational background but you've kind of taken all that together mm-hmm. and you've just run with it and make it made it work mm-hmm. for you and that what you were saying about kind of having tunnel vision and just following your own pathway mm-hmm. i think that's you know that's a great piece of advice to kind of it's it's not solid and it's not uh, too vague either however like we were talking before about um like photography whether you can you know whether it's better to study photography or just get a camera and just create and then you won't be influenced by anyone else you'll be totally creating um if you come i think if you come into fashion uh and just start creating you, without an understanding of what's come before you might be like firstly just repeating ideas that have like been done countless times before or coming at it from a totally naive perspective mm. uh for example like we were looking at these kind of contra- like quite recent like fashion controversies um like uh h&m putting out a native american headdress as like a fashion accessory and uh they're, they're not called first land people you, no. first land people yeah. <laughs> first nations First Nation, you get it right. And they and they 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 did a T-shirt which which had like a, they had a, a little black kid wearing a T-shirt that said like coolest monkey. These kind of like horrific errors 
of the fashion companies are putting out and we we kind of think it's down to the young and inexperienced yeah. staff. not understanding any um anything of what's i think there's before. two sides you can look at it. you can look at it in, in the sense it's a complete naivety where you want to forget the negatives of the past and look to the future of going it's just a kid wearing a jumper mm-hmm. with or a t-shirt with a monkey or a, a slogan on it if the wee boy likes monkeys, he likes monkeys. Mm. Doesn't matter what the colour is, his skin is. Whereas also there's the negative of that where the derogatory terms and the suggestion of a monkey being, you know, a derogatory term. I, you know, it's one of those things that's like, regard, you know, who knows? That wee boy could have went into that wardrobe and went, that's the top he wanted to mm. wear. Mm. You yeah. know, and we'll never know. It's one of those things that, it's easy to point the finger when you don't necessarily have been there on a shoot and things don't work. Mm. Um, it, it's those things. So there was the big thing with like the overtouching with photography and, mm. you know, like fat shaming and skinny shaming and all these different things. And there's always going to be a f- picture or something that's been created that someone's going to find fault in. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. And regardless if it's you're proud of it or you put a lot of effort into or little effort into or whatever um i think these kind of things are always gonna and especially in today's society Mm. where there's everyone has a grudge against something i Mm -hmm. find nowadays i think with social media there's everyone either you know you're fabulous you're fabulous you're fabulous or no you're shit um and i think i Try not to get involved in anything like that. It's like, but do, do you have to have an awareness of it? Because I think you have like, to have a bit of like hypersensitivity. Then you've got you to say. have a bit of intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just be like, my shoes look great with this top, but I don't know anything about the past. You know, it's like. <laughs> I think that should have, that should be put on a t-shirt. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> a couple of the other things were like bracelets that look they were like modelled on like slave manacles um, and. Uh, the, the, there was a Gucci like the black face with Gucci yeah face. yeah and the regard I think there, there is, has to be a point where they yeah. step back and they're like hang on <laughs> like w- and what then are we there doing? is that thing of going will there be ever a day where we will just appreciate it for an art's mm-hmm. sake or do is it always going to be that thing of going you know because everyone People want to cash in on anything, regardless if it's a negative or positive, mm-hmm. you know. Nowadays, everyone's doing something with a fucking rainbow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, regardless if they're gay, bi, tie, or intersexual, whatever it is, they, you know, it's this kind of thing of going, if that we can make money out of this, mm-hmm. we will, you know. And I think with the fashion houses, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. And, you know, we all know that killing animals for fur is bad, mm-hmm. but all the big brands still do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's very... We all know that plastics are bad for the environment, but we still do it. We all know that all these... There's a lot of processes that produce these beautiful garments that are really bad for the environment, but it still happens because someone wants that outfit mm-hmm. and someone has the money to pay for that outfit so it's it is there's a massive thing that you can try and get through this and it isn't one thing you can really talk about for half an hour and be like that's it done this yeah. is something that can go on and go on and go on i well think, we would like to kind of wrap it up yeah yeah <laughs> if we could just wrap <laughs> but, this whole issue up uh, yeah if i could just you know put my stamp on it and that's it done um but uh, I don't know. I think to me, you've got to have 
a bit of savvy about you you know you could be the most creative person and produce beautiful stunning styling but you've got to have a brain cell with that yeah and I think the brain cells that you have for styling are great because you're telling a story and it might look great but then you've got to have that little bit of kind of going right this is all right isn't it this is not going to offend the vast majority of people um and you've just got to think about these things yeah Yeah, like I'm Prada and like after the kind of the backlash of the Gucci balaclava thing there a lot of the big brands are kind of creating um departments actually within their company so Prada opened a formation of a diversity and inclusion advisory council so they are kind of taking at they are taking steps to avoid these kind of things happening again. But as you say, it's whether, like, any kind of publicity is, is yeah. I don't know, going to... Well, there's that thing with, like, Kate Moss got video doing cocaine. You know, mm. there was pictures in newspapers of doing that. She was dropped by loads of labels and then took on by loads of labels. Yeah. Where if that was, you know, Sharon down the road that got yeah. caught, she'd have her kids taken off her. Yeah. And she'd lose her job. Mm-hmm. So the world works in a mysterious way, especially when you're at a high yeah. level of fame. If you're a designer or if you're a celebrity of anything, you know, not always, but a lot of them people bounce back if they've done something slightly, oh, that's bad. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they get away with it to a certain degree. And um, I don't know, I find that I try not to get involved with my job anywhere, my styling, I kind of try to make sure that I'm doing everything right. Make sure it's like, gauge who you're dressing, remember to make sure you know the, the age of the model, you know, they're comfortable, they're not feeling, um, what's the word? Exploited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By any shape or form, you know, and if they do, if I put them in something that I can see they're not comfortable in, whether it doesn't fit, Mm-hmm. if it's too tight or too loose or something that they don't feel great in it I try and tweak it because mm-hmm. I just don't want I think if you can get them the model happy you know and it's not always about the model being happy because they know that's their job it's like they don't need to like the outfit yeah. but, but they're people they, at the yeah, end of the yeah, day and and if, I, if they start their day off in a crappy uh-huh. mood because someone's been an arse to them and then they're not uh-huh. going to step on set and be all happy as Larry mm-hmm. we've had I've had that experience before uh-huh. um, when and they've been put in the hands of the wrong person mm-hmm. before they've ste- stepped on set that's always really embarrassing um, but yeah I just want to take it back to you a little bit um, what we were saying I mean we often find and I'm sure you do as well that there's massive part of our job that people don't see and they don't quite understand and that can always cause some miscommunications with uh, clients and things so what would you say what is it about your job that you'd say is the most challenging and you know the kind of things that people don't see and don't understand about what you do that is quite difficult for me it's just the balance of trying to make sure that I don't spread myself too thin I think I don't stop and think that's enough I go to the extra level and the extra level so it's like if they want a top, I'll try and get like five different versions of that mm. top. If they want a pair of jeans, I'll try and get like 10 pairs of that jeans just so they all, they've got variety. And I think that's how I work. Yeah, again, don't know how any other stylist works, but I, you know, break my back trying to make sure that on the shoot, there'll be everything that's needed and more and more and more. Just because I think I 
don't ever want to be known as someone that's like half-assed or oh god he's not very good or he doesn't bring enough or da 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 it's I do that a lot. I need to stop that. Um, <laughs> it's musical. Stupid. You, you should contribute uh, to our, our new uh, like theme just, tune. Like a little Tourette's thing. It needs to stop. Um, but is that thing of going, I have a lot of stuff that I need to go from shop to shop to email to email to phone call to phone call to making sure that all the receipts match up, that all the labels are on, that there's no dirty marks oh, before yeah. you've got anything and then you're turning things and you make sure the shops are happy, you make sure the designers that you've borrowed things are happy, you make sure that they're all in the right size, so you make sure that you've double-checked with the model agency that the model's still that size and then you Facebook the model because you want to make sure she is that size <laughs> um, and then you want to make sure that you can get there on time, you make sure you've got all the bits in your kit bag that you need you make sure that um, you get help if you need it they've got a rail they've got a steamer if not you bring your own you get your taxes booked you get a lift if it's longer um, all these little things are, you can do it's hard when you're trying to do one shoot and then you've been booked for something right next door to it so trying to balance maybe two or three shoots at once that's when I find it really difficult because it's like your head's focusing on one look that might be completely different mm. to the other. But when you're out prepping for one, you're like, oh shit, I should just grab that because that's mm. really good for that shoot. And then that's when it can, can get yeah. really muddly. But it's like, if I just get this one top, that'll be really good, you know? And it, that, mm. and you're like, you're like night 20 Ikea bags walking down oh, the street. Oh, you and your Ikea I bags. Know, I, love <laughs> Ikea. I love my Ikea bags. I love my Ikea bags. feet. Yeah, everyone's like, how do you carry so many? Because I'm strong. <laughs> um, <laughs> need to be. Get out of the way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Like when I come home from a shoot, I go through everything and that takes hours because you're going through making sure all the labels on and you're making sure there's no stains, there's no smells. <laughs> yeah, it's the glamour. Um, you're making sure that um, you're writing up your invoices, you're writing up your time, you're writing up any damages, you're invoicing them and make sure that they know what that this is not one of those three months later gigs that you're getting paid from. Um, it's, also booking back in when you're going to return the stuff because you want to make sure you keep the shops happy and so you know you build up. yeah <laughs> so it's this rapport that you build with the shop so I think there is that uh the like kind of the duck legs underneath the 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 duck that most mm. people don't really see they see it on the shoot going oh I love your job it must be so great to be a stylist like doing all these like beautiful clothes and you're like no, bitch. No. Get out of my way. Unless you're here to steam something, move. <laughs> so, um, actually, don't trust you with a steamer. Um, so, yeah, it is. I love being creative, but there is that massive bit of going, you can only be creative on the day mm -hmm. when you've done the massive amount of work yeah. beforehand and that you've got everything sorted to do the mm -hmm. massive amount of work after the shoot. Because the shoot is sometimes the easiest part. Mm -hmm. But yet, you don't know if you're, the model's going to have a good day or a bad day. Yeah. You try and make sure they're happy. You don't know if the client's going to be a great client or a sore face client. You don't know if the photographer's going to, you're going to gel with or not. Mm. That was one thing I was going to ask you is, um, what is like the number one thing you would say that could 
totally put you off working with a photographer breath. or have you have your breath well, well, we've been well, with that um, <laughs> just just before yeah the breath just before you just before you say about that like what is what is the relationship between the stylist and the photographer oh it varies from stylist to photographer i think like working with you guys it's always been very um pliable and very kind of never any tension or any, any arguments there's I think there was one thing that you were like, I'm not sure if I like that with the pom-poms. Oh, yeah, you proved me uh, wrong. I was like, no, Jodie, we're doing it. And then you hit her with an uh, Ikea bag. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think so it's wrong. like, my thing is, do it with and do it without. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at it, it might look great. Looking through the camera, it might not look so great. Mm-hmm. But I need to see that. Um, but you know what I love about working with you? It's that you're not afraid no. to do that. I think a lot of people, if the photographer is like, oh, I don't know about that look. You know, if the stylist isn't sure of themselves, yeah. they could well be like, oh, well, I can take it off. I can change it if you want. But if Ian hadn't been kind of yeah. adamant with me, like, look, just trust me, this is going to work. And I really wasn't sure until I took the shot and I was like, oh, shit, son, this is yeah. good. And, uh, and but there's no, you know, there's no like animosity. There's no, no I told no, you like, so. Uh, no, uh, there might be in a, in a jokey a way. Theory. Yeah, but never in a serious way. Yeah, and Please, bitch. Yeah, uh, and, but I need that. I want someone to challenge me. I don't want everyone to just do what I say, um, kind of in the same way that I, I have, feel comfortable I, that I, I can tell yeah. you what I think as well. I do have pet hates, though. I do when on the shoot. Like, my thing is, no one is more important. You know, if you're mm. if the client, if you're working for a client, yes, they're the boss and they're paying you. But if you're all in a team, then you should all be able to say, look, what do you think of the makeup? It's lovely. Um, I think it works, don't you? You know, and if for example if the if the client likes it and it might not be your choice that's what the client wants but if you're doing like a creative thing then you Mm. should all be able to put your five pence in um but on shoots that um a client wants i don't necessarily if the makeup is not my cup of tea but the client wants that that's fine if that's not necessarily how i would style it, but they want it more safer or they would want it a certain way you have to adhere to that because it's really what they they want you know you can maybe suggest but at the end of the day if they want you know that heel to go with that outfit even though you're like it doesn't really go but they want mm-hmm. it you can maybe give them some options and shoot it with but at the end of the day if they want that shoe then you're going to have to give them it when it's a creative shoot i think that we all have to have a bit of like if the makeup artist like me I'll go I love that but can we make it a bit stronger and if mm. they say oh I love that outfit and I might say what do you think about that and they're like oh, I really like that I'm like let's try it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I the only things I have a couple of issues with is when it comes to things after a shoot it's like here's your two pictures <laughs> all right okay I'm like can I see any other ones because it's like your eye and my are completely different I don't think that'll be the strongest mm-hmm. shot of the outfit because that's not how the outfit should fall you know you've got that in a shot but that's not how I think the outfit should fall so it's I always like to maybe see the end process and Jodie knows I have an eye like a hawk mm. when it comes oh, to yeah. going you know you've changed that that's done this da, 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 da. <laughs> and I know exactly what's been changed or been tweaked or you know from from maybe a hair to a hair being like brought out to a clothes or buttons being changed. I just know because I know what I've, I've borrowed. And, uh, and my other thing is that I think on a shoot that pees me off a bit is when photographers might be taking a photo and they just go in there and start changing the outfit. Oh. And I'm like, I'm like, give me your camera. And they're like, what? <laughs> it's like, I'll start taking the photos then. 
I said Woo-hoo. that, and they're like, oh. And I was like, yeah, if you want it to eat, let me know, because that's my yeah. job. I'm yeah. not just standing here in yeah. the field to get cold. Yeah. You know, it's that is my job. It's like, let me see in the c- camera, because like I say, I'm looking at now, looks fine, naked eye. Camera can be different. Mm. So it's like, just let me have a wee look. Okay, I see what you mean, and tweak it. Mm. Or if they want it tweaked and I don't want it tweaked, I was like, we do it with and without. Mm-hmm. I think that's when tethered yeah. shooting really is the best. When you when you tether your camera to a computer and then everyone can look at the computer screen rather than trying to look mm-hmm. on the back mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. camera. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think a lot of photographers try and avoid doing that because they don't like... The, the everyone having yeah. it's yeah. What, my show. Well, who was that photographer that said show. that photography isn't um, uh, democratic? Uh, was it uh, maybe, maybe Avedon? Yeah, something like that. Um, Boris Johnson. Oh, oh, it's a spicy character. Um, yeah, so the whole the whole idea is that um, you know the photographer has the final say and it shouldn't be plastered up on a screen for everyone to have their five pence. But I actually. I can kind of appreciate where that's coming from, but at the same time, I actually find it easier for my process if my team can see what's happening mm-hmm. because it means that all of us can see what might be wrong or what might be mm-hmm. working. And also, I think that tethering actually fixes both of those pet peeves of yours because if on the day you're able to say, you know, everyone on the team is able to agree on their favourite pictures, then all that photographer has to do is go back, retouch them, everyone gets the pictures that they loved on the day and there's no kind of question yeah, about cause it. Yeah, because I think when you're working in a team you expect everyone to be at the same level mm. if you're saying that your creative ability and your skill set is better than yours 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 and yours sounds like you're a bit of a see you next tuesday mm. in my my opinion it's like you're i'm not saying you're bad or anything like that but <laughs> um i'm thinking it's I love what you do. That's why we're working. But at the same time, go and let me. I'm have not a look. sure I understand. Oh, oh that's Joe. That's, that's, that's Joe Dave. That look. That's recorded everything you've said. Look, sounds like you're a bit of a see you next Tuesday. <laughs> in, in, in my my opinion. <laughs> I'm not sure I understand. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> I'm a go ahead. I'm just taking it yeah, off. They're kind of like. There isn't space when you're trying to get something done. There isn't space for egos to like bash no, up against no, each no. other. No, that's why I'm always very much like on a shoot. I'm like, Jodie, can we try it with and try it without? Mm-hmm. Can we try it with? Can yeah. we try it without? Um, and I have no issue with it. If it's a client, I have no. I don't get personal if they. If I like to show them all the outfits, and I always say to a client, "Let's go through the outfits together because this is your baby." Mm-hmm. I'm just babysitting. You know, so it's like... it's <laughs> a nice way of putting it. <laughs> I want them to be happy. But when it becomes a creative shoot that we're all doing something, that we're all getting something out mm-hmm. of it, I think we're all as important. Mm-hmm. And I think the final shot, I'm sure it'll be beautiful. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we should all get there in a harmonious yeah, way. Sure. But then you're not going to get people that's always like that. You're going to get either makeup artists who are very dominant and they won't adapt or evolve or change this is the way they're doing that and that's it and you'll get that same with the hairdressers you'll get that same with the stylists and you'll get that with the photographers people can be stubborn and obtuse I know myself I can get very stressed on a shoot but that's only because I care Mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily think I can become difficult I can be very much like this needs to get done because there is a time scale and we have to get through it Mm -hmm. I will produce this house down because we need to be out here by a certain time 
so let's not dilly dally this is not taking a photo this is taking a photo you know <laughs> to click the camera yeah. mm-hmm. stop looking at the camera click the camera because you're missing shots like mm-hmm. sometimes the best shots the photographer misses because they're too busy, too busy looking, looking at yeah. looking through the old ones and the model's just standing there not even bothered and that's sometimes when yeah. that's the perfect shot going she looks great she's not even trying take mm. the fucking picture no <laughs> that's when you should take the camera off. yeah yeah <laughs> but it's that thing of going and yeah so i think but it's hard because you're working with a team maybe between like you know five to ten people and you've all got different things Mm. what's it what's it like working on a outdoor shoot in this climate I don't mind. I, I, I hate the heat. Yeah, so you don't like the heat. Have I'm you done like one? Have you done ones in like driving rain and wind? Yeah, I got bit by a wolf. So that was. How many stylists have had that? You can't leave. I'll that, say it uh, again. I got bit by a wolf. Uh, I got a scar. Do you want to tell us what happened? There? Uh, no, I just I was doing a, a photo, sh- a video for Young Fathers, the band, mm. and I was dra- addressing the. the um, wolf. No, <laughs> uh, I was dressing the, uh, not the band themselves, they had their outfits sorted. Mm. I was dressing the extras or, is that how they're called? Were they dancers? Uh, no, they were just, um, like there was 40 of them and, is that what they're called, extras? Yeah. Like actors or? Background, oh, support, supporting. supporting. I know, it's yeah. like, it's like if they're important, they're called features. Yeah. Okay. Or ambassadors or something like that. And then other people are just known as scum. And, uh, but <laughs> I was, they... I was scum on the recent uh, Fast and Furious <laughs> 9 oh, production. No, no, they just got in my way with my Ikea bag, was... so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bus to get. No, it's been cancelled. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so we're doing the shoot. They, I had to dress all these people as not zombies not say that dreaded Z word, it was uh, reanimated corpses. So I had to dress them in office gear that was completely muddied and ripped and looked like they had been buried in. Anyway, they had a wolf or a wolf dog, predominantly mostly wolf, and it was beautiful. Didn't like me for some reason. Uh, I walked back to get gloves and um, this was up in Banff, I think it was, where the beavers are. That guy who's introduced beavers, he's got a fancy home. Um, oh, I know who you mean. I can't like, think of it. It's the past Perth. Yeah. It's a Banff. I'm sure it's Banff. I, I just like know. saying Banff. <laughs> and uh, they had this dog, both dog. It was beautiful. Walked up, didn't like me, came closer. And I was like, should I look dominant? Should I look submissive? I don't know. I just tried to look like me. Uh, so I did dead eyes and smouldered and then uh, carried on walking. <laughs> and then it went. You tried from, to seduce you know, it. <laughs> And it went for my hand, but I moved my hand and then it came around and bit my calf and I didn't scream or shout. I just carried on walking, which most people be like, no, you didn't. And I was like, no, I did. And then like people were like, what happened? I went, it's just bit me. And then uh, the nurse came over. I had to dress it. I had to go for a tetanus shot the day oh, after. God. But they were like, what are you going to do? And I was like, we haven't even shot with the wolf yet. Let's just get this done. So I'm there with like a big hole in my leg going, la la la, it's great, it's freezing, it's raining, been bit, da da da, you know, <laughs> so I can, yeah, <laughs> rabies. Um, so yeah, so most people, there is no glamour. Well, I've not experienced any glamour in my styling career. Um, but yeah, the rain doesn't bother me, the cold mm. doesn't bother me. It does if it's a, a test shoot because... You know, if it's going to get damaged, I'd say, no, we're yeah. not shooting outside. End yeah. of. Yeah. Um, 
if it's a commercial shoot and they've got a budget and or it's their designs that they've got and they're happy for them to get soap, by all means, jog on. Um, but the rain doesn't put me up no down. Just in terms of fashion and Scotland, like what's going on? What's going on with fashion in Scotland? Is it stale and going nowhere? Is it blossoming? Is it... I, I think the talented away? ones... And I don't mean this in a generalisation, I said, but the thing is, Scotland is small. Yeah. You know, we have, it's not a huge place. And I think wherever someone wants to make it big, they go to London. Mm. And that's just the way it is. We have incredibly good Scottish designers. We have incredibly good designers who are Scottish who work in big, big companies from H&M to you know, Versace to all these other brands. There's a lot of people who are Scottish who work in there. I don't think the emphasis needs to be on where you're from. You know, if if you're from Wales or England or York or wherever, if you're good at something, you're good at it and you're going to get a job, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, there's a really great designer who's from Glasgow who's got his own collection and doing amazingly well called Loverboy, Charles Jeffrey, and his stuff's amazing. I love his Instagram. I can tap it all day. It's really good because it's interesting. It's not overtly sexy. It's not, here's my boobs, here's my bum. It's here's me on a beach and a thong going, mm, I'm a paid partnership. That makes me vomit. Um, it's more about creating a, a look that's not like anyone else's. It's very... Um, new romantics with Lee Bowery with a bit of Vivian Westwood and a bit of Alexander McQueen and I hate using other designers as a reference but he's just very clever and he his artwork is very it's like childlike and it's kind of uh like early paintings and very voluptuous women and you know it's just it's it's cool it's cool and trendy and I think that's what I like about it and then you've got Christopher Kane, whose stuff is just beautiful. It's so clever. It's so expensive mm. to look at, regardless if you know the price or not. It's just expensive to look at. And then you've got our great things up here. Like you've got Pringle, which is beautiful. You've got the uh, Johnsons of Elgin. You've got other great things up here as well. I think we always go on about the, the cashmere and the tartans mm. and the tweeds, which yet yeah, we are world-renowned renowned for. And so we should be, but at the same time, it's, sometimes it's nice just not be known for whiskey and Highland cows. Right. Yeah, um, moving on a bit. Yeah, I, 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 I just think that is that thing of going. It's just a very small place, Scotland, and you know Edinburgh's for a capital. It's tiny. Mm -hmm. You know Glasgow. I think there's a lot to do with like film and TV up here now, and I think a lot of people are using that to shoot and look like you know people come from all over the world to shoot their fashion campaigns here but yeah. unfortunately they bring a lot of their team yeah. from there so they don't necessarily use the talent that's yeah. here and I find that a bit hard because it's like we've got someone here that can help with that mm -hmm. you know like if it was for me asking to be on a Vogue shoot they usually don't necessarily want to pay massive either. It's mm. like, it's just for the name. And you're mm. like, and that's that's great, but that's not going to pay my rent. Mm. Um, and even these people that go away and do makeup and hair for shows, you know, that looks great on your book and it must be amazing to work with great other makeup artists and lead makeup artists and lead hairdressers, but you're not getting a lot of money for doing that. You're getting peanuts, mm -hmm. but it looks good in your yeah. portfolio. So you've got to kind of 
balance it, you know, peaks and troughs. Um, I just find that it's sometimes with the Scottish thing, it's, we're just a very small, small, small country. And, but with a huge amount of talent, but we always focus in on that word Scotland. And I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. it's not, it's not about where you are. It's the people that's in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think regardless if you're Scottish born and bred or you're English Scottish or you're Welsh Scottish or you're whatever kind of Scottish, if you're good at something, you're good at it, whether it be, you know, athletics or painting or photography or fashion, if you're good at it, hopefully you get to do that every day of your life. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I don't think the antithesis, what's that word? Um, oh God, I can't even remember. It's like the focal point should be your location. It should be mm-hmm. your talent. Yeah. So antithesis, is that the word? I can't Emphasis? Say. No, it's antithesis. Antithesis is like the opposite yeah, of something. Yeah, it's like, it's, I can't remember how I was going to use it. But anyway, yeah. it was a word. I couldn't say it properly. So I, um, I, I think one theme of this podcast is me using like quite large words. I'm not entirely sure what they mean. But in... <laughs> they sound good. Get the premise they and you just good. roll it's with a, it. He styles mostly, it out. It's mostly just showing off. Yeah. I remember <laughs> the first shoot we did, though. It was the one um, with the ship. Was that the first one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because that was the first one we had, like, long discussions about, and we went all the way to Glasgow to that... All that way to pick up a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, and you Antithetus. got... I can't say that word. That's going to bug in me. <laughs> it's like dominoes and lorries. I find them really Red different. lorry, yellow lorry. I find that difficult to say. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask Siri what that means again. Um, but, yeah, no, and that the massive was, wheel. Yeah, yeah, that weighed about five stone. Oh, my God. We got, uh, we got... Uh, how ship did you wheel. get that, actually? It was a massive ship's wheel. I'm it was like a ship shoot theme thing that we did. And he just showed up with this massive actual wheel. Um, and, it, and it had to go up the stairs of the biscuit factory. Was uh, there. Yeah. I know, I knew the one yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and we had uh, rope and um, loads and layers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was quite... The shoot took less time than reading through the emails. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember it now, yeah. Um, we we kind of get into, getting towards the end. What I really wanted to ask Ian yes, was... they're um, natural. Was that? Uh, I mean, <laughs> can I touch them? <laughs> Only if you pay for it. <laughs> I wish you could all see what's going on. I really do. Just yeah. letting me. No, can can you brutally describe me and Jodie's style? <gasps> Oh, without because, without because looking my, at what I look like right now, my wife, <laughs> my wife would much prefer that I was that I took fashion a little bit more seriously, and I started dressing to, as to more. Oh right, oh like your of, own style. Now, yeah. how would you define oh. our style? First of all, Jodie loves purple, and how about and, wear? Uh, and also, my wife was like, "Oh, let's let's try and get you on uh, Queer Eye so they can give <gasps> you some tips." Wow, does she and like she genuine? Like, does she, she was, like you? Yeah, you're right. <gasps> Does she like you? Does she like me? Does she like you? <laughs> Does she like you? Sounds like she likes you right now. I think she would like... A, 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 I think she'd like a rod 2.0. Oh. A more, more refined a, a more version refined of you. So you stuck rod? Yeah. A, a kind of post A hot rod. A post-queer eye. <laughs> oh, that was good. A post-queer eye rod. That's what oh, she'd right. want. 
one that's been sorted. I, I, the thing is, we're all can be bitches and we can all look at people and go, what the fuck are they wearing? And I'm guilty of that, but there's that thing you say it in your head. Mm. Um, I can look at people and go, love, not so keen on thing. I, my own style is my own style. I don't care if people like it or not. I wear what I want. Can you, can you describe your style? For people that can't, uh, can't ninja see. nun is usually it. <laughs> ninja nun. Or I look like I've lost a lot of weight, but I'm still wearing the same clothes. <laughs> like, yeah, I used to be 360 pounds, but I just can't afford to new thin clothes. I like oversized things. I like black. Um, I, yeah, I just. It's very... Sometimes I walk past, like, groups of Asians who've got loads of money and they'll look at me and be like, yeah, we're dressed the same, but just mine's is a lot cheaper. Um, <laughs> because I I kind of like their look. I like that. Not necessarily the names or branding. I'm not a big thing about mm-hmm. having a named piece of clothing. I just like layers. I love layers. I love black clothes. I love sheer. I love fishnet. I love PVC. I love leather. I like anything that's interesting in black. So... My outfits are usually parties and funerals. You can just reverse it. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to other people's style, as long as you're happy, I don't care. But I, really I think like care. like uh, most men, if you go if you go to like most men's shops, like oh I don't top shop, no, but like, <laughs> like there is the range is so narrow. Yeah. It's like t-shirts, sweat, cords, combat, uh, polo shirts. It's really boring, and the. And but uh, so I think most men aren't encouraged to be experimental with fashion, and also anytime I have tried to be a little bit more, um, I don't know, increase my range of fashion, I mostly ended up looking like a tool. <laughs> Is I, that just me? I think if you're so used to doing something that to put to do something else. It's going to put you at your comfort zone. It's like if you're used to eating something and try to eat something else that you've never eaten before, you're either going to love it or hate it. You know, I can't do that. Or you might have to eat like it seven times to actually go, I quite like this. You know, it's like a diet or it's like uh, exercise. You know, the first time's always the most difficult. It's that thing of going, I'm trying to break out of my comfort zone where I only wear this kind I want to do something different you've got to give it a go you've got to the first polo shirt ain't going to work for everyone you know I just think if you want to do it go for it it's clothes the main function of clothes is to keep you warm Really, or dry, as or Rod dry. said earlier. Yeah, especially yeah. in Scotland. I think there's yeah. less there's less pretension in Scotland because uh. we're mostly just trying to stay warm and dry. Yeah, yeah. and that's our main priority. Yeah, that's it? why I usually look like the way I look because it's just comfort. That's all I care about. It's and I think if you like, there's Ian day to day and there's Ian going out and they're very different. Mm. Like, I think. I love clothes and that's why I I get excited by dressing up and putting things up. I don't see it necessarily as dressing up because people are like, oh my God, you've changed your image. I was like, no, it's just a jumper. You know, I think people like to project how they feel about the way you dress when you don't necessarily feel like that yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, oh, you're so different. You're just quirky. I was like, I don't feel different. I just like what I like, Mm. you know? you can walk into a shop and have a completely different food taste than mine, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily as questioned as much as your clothes taste. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, why are you wearing that? Yeah. Because I want to. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that dress to impress or they dress to attract. I don't do that. 
I have. Mine's is to a repulse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just done. You know, it's that thing of going, I do not care if you like this or don't like it. Mm. Either or, just keep it to yourself. You know, if it's my friends that go, Ian, you look really nice. Thank you. I have mirrors. I know what I look like. You know, but I I don't really care about if people like or not what I'm wearing. And I think most people just need to feel like that themselves, yeah. regardless if they're stick thin or not. Mm. You know, if you're happy wearing it and you feel good, that's mm. good. I do have a massive thing about, you know, if you're in a public eye, I think you have to, and you're audiences of a young audience you have to be a bit more conservative mm-hmm. I do feel like you know there's bands out there that the audience are girls in their primary school or young boys in primary school and I don't think you should be wearing certain looks I don't find it empowering regardless if it's a man or a woman mm-hmm. to be wearing that scantily much clothes and saying that's empowering I was like no it's not because it could be empowering mm-hmm. to wear anything then empowering comes from within side Mm. you don't need to show your areolas to be empowering is is that something that you've that you've always (laughs) (laughs) but I'm not in the public eye like I am not uh, like if I go out to a club and I'm wearing a see-through body stocking I will make sure it is a really good see-through body stocking but everyone over that age is over 18 in that club yeah have you been because Torture Gardens uh, was on at the weekend in Edinburgh have you been to I went to it years ago and I looked like a lion because I crimped my hair <gasps> I looked like you Mufasa I looked like Mufasa I say it again um, <laughs> but yeah I just regardless if it's a fetish night I don't get turned on by yeah. clothes some people are like oh I've got a fetish with clothes I'm like mm. no I don't I like it because I like yeah. it it's mm. not I don't find you hot because you're wearing it you're hot if you're hot yeah you know um I went. I was the photographer for Torch Garden a few times, and uh, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of. I kind of arrived as it opened, got my shots, and got out of there by eleven before it all started to get um, colourful. Like, yeah, but what what I found is like people were. It, it was. I, I think probably in the early days of Torch Garden, it was probably like a lot more. Uh, a lot edgier and a lot more extreme happy. yeah mm. but and now it's, been it's a, lot tour- a lot of tourists people mm. who bought like uh, let's go a, and have a look yeah. And, yeah. But, yeah but people wearing like horrifically cheesy cheap kind of uh, S&M like kind of outfits smithies. they've yeah. got yeah. off Amazon you know mm-hmm. and just and dancing a lot and being really sweaty and I just spent my whole time trying to avoid touching anyone <laughs> And not letting my camera get, yeah. Don't touch the camera. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that was good fun. Oh, God. No, but according to your styles, I think Jodie likes, she's a mix mash. She likes a laciness. She likes purple. She likes a wee fringiness, a little gypsy style. There's something in there. But then she likes her sporty looks going to the gym, but she actually goes to the gym. She's not just (laughs) walking past the gym. I've got yes, my gym that, stuff. That on, really annoys me when walking. girls just insist on wearing gym stuff, but they don't actually. They don't even have a membership. No, they're just. They're just, just walking past yeah. it. Or they do, but it's. Or they go to the cafe. <laughs> yeah. Or they go to the cafe in the gym. Yeah. Um, well, but I think it's that thing of going. If you're happy, yeah. it doesn't matter what you're wearing. Like. Mm. Yeah. yeah. What I was going to ask you is, have you always had that kind of? Um, 
that, that sort of confidence in yourself and your own style and not giving a fuck what other people think? Or is I, that something that you've I had to build on? I don't even think I would say it's confidence. I just say it's my taste. Mm-hmm. This is what I like. I think I still have moments where I might, if I don't necessarily feel like the people that are on that street are the people that are not going to find my outfit maybe too much and they're going to comment, I will divert my street if I Mm. notice them quick enough and go okay that water hole is not safe Mm. I'm going to go the other way and that's sad that it's 36 I still have to do that but I just want anything for an easy life like I think if it was I would lived in a much more metropolitan more out there city then I would probably have more makeup on or I might you know I would do different things and not take it to the extreme or attention it's just that thing of going I would be a bit more creative with my look, but it's just that thing. There's also that self-preservation where yeah. you're like, I don't really want to get my head kicked in. Mm-hmm. And you, and it's not about going, oh, it's just be yourself. That's great. But I want to be myself done. without stitches, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I, I don't want to get jumped. I don't. It's bad enough wearing certain things, you know, because mm-hmm. I think sometimes when I go out, I don't drink. So when I go out, I'm perfectly sober. I where some people might find quite sexual outfits in the sense that they may be quite revealing, or a little chest, a little leg, whatever. I wear it because I want to wear it. People feel the need to touch that, and I have a massive issue. It's like, yeah. don't touch. Mm. You know, it's like I would never go up to someone I do not know and fondle them or grab them no. or, you know, tweak their bum or whatever. Do you think, I mean, of course it does still happen to women, but there would, I think nowadays, if it did, like the bouncer would get involved. Yeah. In but it's women it's... that seem to touch me. Oh, okay. It's yeah. not men, mm-hmm. it's women. Oh, okay. It's a lot of straight women mm-hmm. in gay clubs that feel the need to touch I me. I think it's fun. Yeah, and it's yeah. like... A bit of girly chat. This is not a circus. Yeah. This is not a uh, Disney World. You're not getting a picture with me, and you're mm-hmm. not touching me. Yeah, you know these are two things that you find this normal to come. I go, can I get a picture with you? So my answer to that is a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> you yes, know, because it's like I'm. I don't really want to be in a picture with yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, one, you? one thing yeah. about shooting at Torture Garden is. It wasn't just like, I wasn't just going around mm-hmm. taking photographs mm-hmm. because a lot of people did not want anyone, you know, mm-hmm. their work yeah. colleagues mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. pictures of them. So I had to be like, I had to be super careful mm-hmm. that no one was in the background of mm-hmm. my shots. The people who were in the shots, had I had total consent from. Um, I'd only focus on the very well-dressed up people. Mm-hmm. The uh, people who want to take yeah, their Yeah, but I had to be very, very careful that not to be if, like, um, you know... Uh, affecting other people's night and mm-hmm. enjoyment of you know mm-hmm. accidentally them showing up in some yeah. kinky outfit because yeah. you know, people aren't allowed Monday to morning. take pictures while they're in there are they no no, no, just... no I remember that like I to me when I go out I've got my phone on me which all has a camera it's basically a computer you carry around with you know and yeah. I take pictures of me and my friends mm-hmm. that's that's a norm mm-hmm. do I take go up and ask to take a picture with a stranger no no, no. No, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Would I go up and touch a stranger? No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so I I have that thing about just I think there's a variation with like people feel the need to if you dress a certain mm. way, you're asking for it. 
Mm. And I actually got that off a woman. Yeah. And that's quite, that's quite old. Straight women saying, well, if you're dressing like that, you're asking for that's it. And, and I turned around and go, that's really and, I, and I turned around and would the same be said for you if you were wearing a short skirt? Mm. And she couldn't answer that mm. because to me it's like, whether it would be a touch or anything more sinister, no means no. Yeah. And unless you've been invited to touch me, regardless of what I'm wearing, if it's a massive onesie or a, a thong and a nipple tassel, do not touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I will not touch you, you will not touch me. And that that's that kind of thing. Like, my outfits are for my enjoyment. Mm-hmm. They're, my friends don't dress the way I dress. They dress how they dress. And mm-hmm. do I judge them on that? Mm-hmm. No. Society will. Yeah. I don't need to. And... Uh, <laughs> So they and they they don't care how I dress. They're yeah. just like that's that's you, Ian. Yeah. And so to me, it's like when friends say, "Oh, what about me doing this?" or "What do you think about?" Mm. I don't think anything. Is are you happy with it? Yes. Yeah. If you're not, change it. Yeah. And if you want to change it, let's go shopping. You know, and that's it. I just don't. I don't think there's me going. Well, I think you should be wearing this, and I think these are horrible, and these need to be burnt and put on sacred ground. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> if you said, "Look, Ian, I'm looking for really cool trousers, or I'm looking for a really nice dress," I'd be like, "Right, what kind of style are you looking for? Show me." Da da da. I did the da 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 thing again. Um, then we can go and have a look in shops mm-hmm. or online and see what there is. Yeah. But I, I just, I'm not. I'm not one of these people that are going to judge you and say. Mm-hmm. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that in mind, so you've you've uh, I think you've hit the nail on the head with my style. Like I would say that is absolutely accurate. Um, what would you say about Rod's Rod's style? I'd like, say uh, Rod's he likes a t-shirt with a logo he or does. a print. Yes. I'll, 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 um, I haven't really changed the way I dress since I was a sixteen-year-old skateboarder. It's still bandy, <laughs> like he was in a band. Bandy. <laughs> Or slightly uh, geeky, maybe angry at the world, but he's got over the anger. Mm. But the t-shirt still say he's got a little bit of resentment. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But I'll yeah, I'll struggle to it'll struggle to get me in a shirt with a collar, and definitely you would not be able to pay me to put on a polo shirt. So I, I don't really know what else to wear. Polo shirts are for golf, right? And uh, and golf a, and American uh, white men. Yeah. And golf. And golf. golf. That's all yeah. I can think yeah. of a polo shirt. Or if you're trying to sell a happy family in a photo shoot, go mm-hmm. put the dad yeah. in a polo <laughs> shirt when he's washing the car. So you wouldn't wear a tie either. <laughs> but what are my options? I don't think I own a polo shirt. Yeah. Mm. I th- think you you try and think, if you like t-shirts, just get every t-shirt you like. Yeah. Get every print of a t-shirt you like. And that's it. Because the, the, my brother, my brother's a... Uh, menswear designer for new look and he's you know he's fashionable he knows what's fashionable you know but he 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 dresses a bit like kind of all saint style everything like a hairdresser gray actually very similar to the hair the hairstylist on that shoot we did uh recently um so he'll wear a, a deep v Maybe with a bit of jewellery. They love a rosary bead if they've to come from All Saints or some kind of jewellery. A leather strap on the wrist. Oh, I don't yeah. know if he does that. He's he's. I think he's he's pretty self aware. Skinny he, jeans. I think he he says <laughs> he said mm. he's going to kill me if he listens to this. Charcoal. He's my brother. Skinny jeans is awesome, and he's a really talented stylist. 
Um, but he 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 said to me recently, he's like, oh yeah, people aren't really wearing skinny jeans anymore. I'm I'm not even wearing like my jeans are even getting looser. They're still like really skinny. I can't wear skinny jeans because I've got muscly legs. It's because of the cap. Not that my brother doesn't, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got chicken drummers, mate. <laughs> so um, I can't go to skinny jeans, big t-shirt route. That's a nice uh, problem to have, though. I guess. Um, Better to have turkey drummers than turkey yeah. twizzlers. So he, my brother's a lot cooler. You know the me. saying: thick thighs make a dick rise. That is the saying. <laughs> That's the saying. It's a saying. Uh, I think my grandmother's saying that. Yeah, she's told me that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 On her deathbed. <laughs> just remember. <laughs> just remember. These, these are very important words. Yeah, we put it on our gravestone. Oh, it was on the, it's the beautiful. Beautiful. paper. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we probably should, <laughs> should wrap this up. Before we... Yeah. My mum doesn't listen to this. She explicitly said, like, oh, I won't listen to it. And I don't listen to your sister's podcast either. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, won't, <laughs> I won't listen to this back, no, because I no. can understand why I got bullied at school, because yeah. this voice, no, no. no. Yeah, I, the key is never listen to it. No, no I hear my voice yourself. and think, that's not too bad. And then when I hear it yeah, played back. back, I'm like, right, how can I online bully yeah. myself? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm going to put dog shit through my own letterbox because I hate myself that much from listening to my own voice. I hate it. It's just like, I'm Scottish and the second accent I have is gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much. It's too much. It's too much for me. I'm like, oh no, cringe. And I'm going, oh no. So, um, yeah, I hate I will not listen to this back. Would okay. you be in a, a Queer Eye, Scottish version of Queer Eye, if they asked Well, you? I think the guy, one of the guys who's on it is Scottish. Is he Scottish? Yeah, uh, I think the Asian guy, he's, yeah, he's definitely he's sounds... He's fashion guy. Yeah, he yeah. definitely sounds Scottish. Well-spoken yeah. Scottish. Mm. He's had a look recently. And he's, starting to, he's, he's got quite an American twang. Yeah, I, I, I think sometimes Scottish people are the worst when they go either down south yeah. or abroad. Not they, euphemism. They, no. <laughs> and um, they have this way of going, no one understands me, so I'm going to have to soften yeah. and soften and soften and soften until you're like, your Scottishness has gone. Yeah. Especially uh, in America. Yeah. Mm. Um, Edinburgh. And, uh, but yeah, I haven't actually watched Queer Eye for Street. I think I watched a wee bit and then I just got, oh no, I can't be bothered. Everyone's too happy. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> uh, far too much for me. It's, it's re- intense. It's, yeah. I, 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 I've watched in a they've done a series in Japan they're in Japan now so it's gone out of the States and it was quite a nice episode but yeah very very uh, kind of manipulative television I felt like crying oh Oh my god (laughs) but they really helped this lovely middle-aged Japanese woman to really like reinvent herself it was beautiful I think we could do the same but in like Kirkcaldy no (laughs) no Oh my god, I'd love to see that happen. No, you're not telling a Kokodi woman to change the way she looks because you'll get battered. <laughs> she might not be this lovely, sweet Japanese lady. Of a, yeah, that's fine. I'm really open for suggestions. That woman will be like, no, no, I'm not wearing that. I'm not wearing that. So there's no point. 
<laughs> nice idea. Never going to happen. Fun social experiment, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Pavlov's dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, well. Wrap it up, Jodie, with something concise and eloquent. And deep. And deep. <laughs> Today's number was five. <laughs> the letter L. <laughs> I've got an Ian fact. What? Because uh, it's November and it's Guy Guy Fawkes mm-hmm. uh, uh, night. No, not it's month. Definitely is it? not night. Uh, Guy Ga- Fawkes. Guy's, is the fifth. Guy's real name was Guido Guido Fawkes, and uh, which is uh, means Ian. So his real name was, was Ian, gay. Ian Fox. Just <laughs> no, Ian Fox. So my name is Ian, which is John, if you change it. And then my second name is Todd, which if you change it to Scottish is Fox. So John Fox. John Fox or Ian Fox. So that should like, that's like a stage name. It's John Fox. John Fox. Ian Todd oh. is John, John Fox. Fox. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. And then nice. elevator shit music comes on. Oh. <laughs> That's like our theme tune. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Which we'll play now. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's us wrapping up. Yeah. Did you die or something? Or did That's you just it. Go with that? We just let it kind of fade away. Oh. Like a cancer. Yeah, it's a fade out, fade it's to fade black. Out. Yeah, that's that's the best way. That was way too long. No, it wasn't. We can split it you into two. You can edit. Yeah. I need to split it into two, yeah. I, need to split, yeah. I reckon it needs to be split. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, uh, yeah, that one. That's it. Oh, nicely done. Oh, we should have directed it into two. We should have done. Oh, hiya.